Welcome to Northern Kentucky Spotlight. Good afternoon. I'm Catherine Nero, alongside, as always, Jeremy Schrand, the Marketing and Communications Director. I didn't even look this time. Wow, got it right oh, this week. Only <laughs> took six weeks. Uh, all right, that's good stuff. All right, so we are talking all, all kinds of uh, interesting business news in Northern Kentucky this week. But before we get to all the fun, we want to thank, first of all, our title sponsor for Northern Kentucky Spotlight, the, um, the course CVG. And we've got news about them coming up in just a little bit. The monthly sponsor, a new one, University of Kentucky's Gatton College of Business and Economics. And as always, the studio sponsor, we are here in the Talent Magnet Institute podcast studio at Impact Cowork. And again, we appreciate you joining us. We've got some interesting topics we're talking about yes. today. Uh, this month is, at the Chamber is all about protecting your business. So we've got um, Katie uh, Trader. Tranter. Tranter, sorry, <laughs> from DBL Law, and she's going to be talking about some employment regulation. And then uh, Charlie Vance from the CEO of Ergo Employer Solutions, he's going to be in to talk about the new pregnancy regulation. And so those are coming up as well. We also have some good news about uh, all kinds of great things going on in Northern Kentucky, so stay with us for that. But we do want to mention the great folks here at Talent Magnet Institute and their co-working space. Yes, um, the, uh, we are at uh, Impact Cowork down in Newport, Kentucky. Um, they have a great uh, podcast studio called the Talent Magnet Institute Podcast studio um, you should check them out um, and right now they're offering a discount for chamber members they get a 50% discount on their first month um, of your membership of impact cowork if you are a chamber member all you have to do is when you sign up you use the code NKY chamber when you check out and that'll give you the discount um, so you can come down here and bring meetings down here um, they've got some great boardrooms and some co-working space and stuff like that so uh, check it out and uh, and we thank them for letting us uh, have this as our temporary home for a while. And uh, we want to remind you before we get going, if you haven't subscribed so that you know every time we have a new episode, um, uh, come down the pike. And so for this episode, as Jeremy mentioned, we're talking about protecting your business. And specifically, we're talking to kick things off about unemployment regulation. And Katie Tranter is here from DBL Law. Katie, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. All right. So you do civil litigation and employment law. And specifically what that means this week is what we're talking about. It's, it's the legal news um, uh, that's pertinent to Northern Kentucky employers about a recent decision from a Kentucky court that could have major implications. So let's talk about what that is and what it means for business owners. Right, so this is a big one. Um, recently, the Kentucky Court of Appeals issued a decision in a case called Nichols versus Kentucky Unemployment Commission, and this decision has major implications in the way that um, Kentucky employers handle unemployment benefits claims from former employees. So the court ruled that employers may no longer be represented by non-lawyers at unemployment proceedings, and this is a big change from how things were done previously. So the facts of the Nichols case are straightforward, and I think they'll be helpful for the listeners because they um, really mirror the way that a lot of these unemployment cases play out um, in real life. And it is real life, too, the case. (laughs) So um, basically, Michael Nichols worked for Norton Healthcare. Um, He was a clinical engineering specialist until he was fired, and his supervisor said that he failed to comply with instructions falsified records and committed misfeasance. Nichols immediately applied for unemployment benefits when he was terminated, um, and Norton Healthcare opposed his application for benefits, arguing that he was discharged for misconduct, which Mm -hmm. is the standard in Kentucky for denial of benefits, which is so if an employee commits misconduct connected with work, they won't be permitted to receive unemployment benefits in Kentucky. So um, Kentucky Unemployment initially agreed with the employer and said that he um, was terminated for misconduct. So Nichols appealed. 
He took it to the next level, which is the referee level. Um, and there was a hearing, two evidentiary hearings held. And those are um, hearings conducted, conducted by a referee from Kentucky Unemployment. Um, they are, there's testimony given under oath. Um, there's the penalty of perjury if someone lies under oath. So these are very serious um, proceedings. Mm -hmm. So um, in those hearings, Nichols, the former employee, was represented by an attorney Norton Healthcare was represented by Nichols' former supervisor, a non-attorney. And this is what many employers in Kentucky do, is they have um, a supervisor or an HR person represent them in these referee hearings. So this is a very typical practice. Um, the referee agreed with the lower tribunal and agreed that he should not receive um, unemployment benefits. The supervisor um, testified under oath, offered facts during the hearing, and he also cross-examined Nichols. So he kind of acted as an attorney, but also um, offered some testimony. So um, the referee, as I said, um, agreed that he shouldn't get benefits. Nichols was undeterred. He appealed. He filed a lawsuit, which is the next level of appeal in circuit court in Jefferson County. The court, again, agreed, said he's not entitled to benefits. Nichols still was undeterred. He really mm. wanted his benefits. I guess he did, yes. yeah. And so he filed a, um, an appeal with the Kentucky Court of Appeals. And this is where it gets interesting. The Kentucky Court of Appeals issued a very short opinion on April 26, which now has major implications. And they did a full 180, and they said that um, – that the supervisor was not permitted to represent Norton Healthcare in the proceedings and that they were um, engaging in the unauthorized practice of law. Mm. And they said that the statute that had allowed this to happen was unconstitutional. Uh-oh. So now we're in flux. So, yeah. Well, this brings up like a million questions, yes. doesn't yeah. what, what What happens now? Like to uh, not just Nichols, but what about all the other um, Employers. Employers that have done this already, that right. it's, it's already in the pipeline. So um, decisions that are, so the Kentucky Court of Appeals decision is not final. There's a lot of um, specific civil rules that kind of govern all of this. Um, the Unemployment Commission, um, who's a party to this case, has filed a petition for rehearing, and I would expect that there would also be an appeal to the Kentucky Supreme Court. So right now, we don't really have the final word. Mm -hmm. But the implication is that if this is upheld, employers going forward will need to have legal representation in all um, unemployment hearings that they decide to contest the award of benefits. Yeah, so that that, that sounds like a big change from what what it's is in a lot of money for it's some. That's change. that's what they're yeah. going to have to be looking at. Interesting. So, what is the Kentucky Office of Unemployment Insurance saying about this? Like, where where do they stand? So they this is kind of interesting. Is that they're saying. Well, it's business as usual. They put a statement on their website that they are going to appeal to the Kentucky Supreme Court when the time is right, um, but also that um, employers may continue to have non-attorneys represent them while things get ironed out. So the court's saying one thing, mm -hmm. and the administrative agency is saying the opposite thing. I think I probably know the answer, but what would you advise your clients if they're in this situation to do? We would advise them that they have representation because um, if for some reason this decision is upheld, there's the possibility that um, a referee decision that um, denies benefits would be overturned or unenforceable because they didn't have representation. So they go through all of that and because they didn't have that legal representation, they, it, it's all for naught. Right. It's yeah. a possibility. So mm -hmm. I think in, in this time that um, we're waiting to kind of figure out how this is going to go, it's important to have um, representation. Um, you know, there's a, an issue with cost. Mm -hmm. that comes right. up. But on the other hand, sometimes having an attorney 
represent um, employers in these hearings can ultimately be more cost effective, um, especially with respect to other claims that an employee might be making. Um, the unemployment hearing allows you to get um, documents and information about potential other claims outside of unemployment, and an attorney can help you um, understand the impact of all of that. So, but it's a change, a potential yeah. change. It's that's a big the, change. That's the and, big and anything that's that complex, you right. always want to call on the professionals, right. whether it's doing your taxes or absolutely. anything with legal. Big check mark there. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So if people want more information, have more questions, how can they contact you or, or all of the experts at DBL? Yeah, so we would love to hear from area employers who have any questions. Um, they can find us on the web at www.dblaw.com. You can find information about the firm, our employment practice group, and read a blog post that I wrote about this decision. Excellent. Okay. Awesome. awesome. And um, like I mentioned at the top of the show, this month we're all about protecting the, your business. Um, so we have one question that we're going to be asking all of our guests this month. And um, so if you own your own business, what would keep you up at night? So if I own my own business, I'd be working hard to make sure that my business was protected, which is what you all are talking mm -hmm. about. So at DBL Law, our business clients partner with us to ensure their business plan is solid, tax and compliance matters are handled, data and other cybersecurity is in check, and employee and process manuals are in place and more. Awesome. Spoken like a lawyer. Yes, <laughs> you got to get those facts right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Katie, thank you so much. Thank it's you for having me. Uh, well, I, I would say case. It's still in, still yes, in the courts. We'll have to, you know, watch those headlines and see what happens. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, listen, stay with us. We've got some big news coming up from Northern Kentucky involving CBG, involving Kings Island, Coney Island. It's all the fun stuff this summer. So stay with us, and we'll have that right after this. CVG is committed to supporting the region's growth and success for years to come. As the premier airport for the tri-state region, an active community leader that helps drive economic growth, and an innovator that delivers an unforgettably positive experience. Welcome back to the Northern Kentucky Spotlight. It's time for the Business Week in Review. So we're going to talk about all the headlines you may or may not have missed, including this, especially if you are a traveler. If you hit the airport a lot, this is good news for you. Clear is now being offered at CVG. So that's that deal where you can bypass all those security lines and they scan your iris and your thumbprint yeah. and all that or your fingerprints. Technology. So it is. And, and some people are frightened by it. Others are like, uh, save me give time me, at the give airport. Me through that air. <laughs> give me that air. Sounds great. So it's $180 a year. Um, so if you're a big traveler, first of all, your business may pay for it. But number two, it, it just saves you so much time. It's also $50 for each additional family member if your family travels a lot. Um, and CBG is only one of 30 airports nationwide. There's some stadiums and such that do it, but one of only 30 airports. So it uh, just started this week. So good news for CBG. Yeah, I saw a lot of people on social media super excited. Oh, about yeah, that really cuts down that time. Trailers. Yes. Uh, and speaking of traveling, mm -hmm. um, the Chamber, the Northern Kentucky Chamber and the Cincinnati Chamber did a joint DC fly in this week. Um, they were there yesterday and the day before. They kind of flew in a little bit late, um, but they had all kinds of great meetings. They were meeting with lots of people, kind of taking our business concerns down mm -hmm. to D.C. Um, they met with the transportation cabinet. Um, Andrew Aiello from Tank was uh, kind of presenting with them and kind of led that conversation. They um, also were hosted by the Canadian Embassy, um, nice. which is a pretty cool, cool get. We get to talk to some people in Canada and deal with some of those uh, trade issues. And I know the, um, the new MCA trade agreements all kind of up in the air, right, but they were right, talking right. a lot about that. Um, then we also heard from Rand Paul, and then we had a really good co candid conversation with uh, the Senate leader, Mitch McConnell. 
So that face-to-face -face time, really important, which is why the, the joint chambers, you know, headed mm -hmm. up there. Back here at home, uh, Welcome House is testing out Uber Health with clients. If you haven't heard of Uber Health, it's really, it's it's brilliant, honestly. It's uh, Uber, but they will drive you uh, to wherever you need to go, doctor's offices, emergency rooms, hospitals, whatever it might be. It's HIPAA compliant, and the way it's set up is the each individual person doesn't have to pay the organization could pay. For example, Welcome House could set up an account, or if it's St. Elizabeth Hospital, whatever it might be. Um, and so they're going to test this out. It's 24 hours, so and it just helps in that transportation when there's no yeah. one to get these people where they need to go. Yeah, and it's kind of designed to, to cut down on some of those ambulance calls, so you're exactly. not wasting money when people don't really need to take an ambulance exactly. to get to there. Um, and Welcome House is going to come onto the show oh, good. in a few weeks, Excellent. so we'll, we'll get to hear a little bit more about yes. that. Uh, let's talk about some fun things to do outdoors this summer. And we got a lot of them. Okay, number one, and you pointed this one out. Cannonball Cove just opened at Coney Island, and I hadn't heard about it, and I looked it up. This thing looks awesome for somebody yeah. who likes to jump into the water. Right. It's a great name. Great it name. Is. They um, are opening three diving boards. Uh, one is a three-meter, so like the really tall, uh, mm -hmm. the tall one for a, a community pool. And then they have two smaller ones. Um, and it's a lot of cannonball. It's just yeah. a diving pool, basically. Yep. It's near sunlight it's, pool. And then uh, another really fun thing to do outside, Kings Island. We're mm -hmm. going to have chamber days at Kings Island this year. We have, I believe, four different dates. And you all you have to do is you go to visitkingsisland.com slash save, and then you use the username NKY, and then the password is Banshee. And you save a lot. Yeah, you can. A lot. You get parking with it, too. It's like 37 bucks if you do this, right? Yes. So it's $37, and, and it's it would normally be something like 90 if I'm not right. mistaken. So. And they also have discounts on the meal plan, and parking was part of it, and then there's another piece, I think, a drink plan. The, yeah, and the, so if, if you're only going to go once, this is the way to do it. This yes. is the way to do it. Yes, I, um, I, I've already, I've already, already requested a deck off for it. Yeah, it's okay. going to be, it'll be fun. Well, my One of my very favorite things to do in the summer is the KSO Summer Series, the Kentucky Symphony Orchestra. They play at uh, the Duvu Park Bandshell. This is their 25th anniversary season, and so um, they do all these concerts over the summer. It is packed. It is fun. It is free. Uh, so the KSO plays, I mean, they'll have performers come in, singers, and they have Kona Ice Truck. They have vendors. It is free. Mm -hmm. They ask for a $5 donation. You bring your own lawn chair, your cooler. You can put whatever you want in your cooler. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so it is really a fun time, and it's a great thing for families. And I go to everyone, and that's, uh, they just announced that for that 25th anniversary this week. Yes, and that kicks off uh, July 13th with Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Yes. That's and, gonna be... and, you know, I was just at the Kenton County Library, too, Jeremy. And uh, they're offering free lunches again this summer. I know a lot of places do it. Excellent. But I uh, met with uh, Gina Stegner and the folks there. Uh, and, and so each – there's three different school districts that partner with each of the branches, Erlinger, Ellesmere – and um, Kenton County and Covington Independent. And so anybody, any kid, Anybody's any kid, 1 to 18 can get that food, which is great for any kid, but especially for those who need that food. Uh, for so many kids, they require, they really rely on that lunch, the breakfast and lunch during the school year, and this gives it to them during the summer. Um, and then also this uh, summer, we're partnering with uh, some local organizations. Again, the Grow NKY piece of the chamber. Um, that's all concerned with workforce. They're uh, collaborating to do another STEM day out um, for young girls from sixth to set, sixth to eighth grade, um, and they get to go and experience all kinds of really cool real world experiences in all kinds of different career fields that are all related to the STEM. Um, like uh, Children's Hospital is a partner, NKU, Thomas More um, University, Mazak, uh, 
Felonies, yeah. Felonies. I'm not good at saying that I'll tell that you word. what, though. They, they're, and, and what's cool about it <laughs> really is cool. these are, like, hands-on. Hands-on things that these 6th through 8th graders get to see and do. And mm-hmm. um, It was and, really successful last year, yeah, so yeah. be sure to get out. It, it, not just from, like, a company's perspective, but if you have kids that age yeah. range, young girls, and get them there. And it's free. Yeah. It's boys, too. Boys yes, too. girls and boys. boys it was yeah. a STEM girls day out yeah. a couple of uh, times. But, yeah, this is girls and boys, 6th to 8th grade. Register online, parents. You get to pick the site where you want to go. Yeah. Um, this is news I'm very excited about. My other gig is uh, with the uh, Cincinnati Inquirer. I do a Facebook Live for them, by the way, 10 o'clock, Monday through Thursday, in case you want to watch, uh, each tune and in. every day. Uh, tune in, please. Um, the Northern or the uh, Cincinnati Inquirer has just hired a, a reporter, Julia Fair, through Report for America. She is going to to cover Northern Kentucky, which we have discussed being a necessity. The news coverage in Northern Kentucky is in, de- in, in fact lacking. So what this is, the Report for America is a nonprofit and it partially funds Julia's salary. The Inquirer and will fund part of it and they're looking for a community partner to fund the rest. She's one of 61 of such reporters nationwide and they were chosen, the places they were put were chosen because they were news deserts. Like, they need coverage. There were right. areas that were lacking in coverage, and Northern Kentucky was considered one of those. Um, I met Julia this week. She seems like a go-getter. She's super excited to be here. She's living in Fort Thomas. She's just excited to uh, hit the ground running. So hopefully we'll be able to talk with her soon, and you'll be able to see her stories coming up in the next few weeks. Yep. Um, and then rounding it out, we're going to talk about some upcoming events that we have going on at the Chamber. Um, we on 6th. The 11th, June 11th, we have our monthly eggs and issues program. Mm-hmm. We're talking cybersecurity. So, again, tech, protecting those businesses. And there's a lot of bad stuff out there. I'm sure you all see the, the spammy emails oh, coming you know through it. all the time. Um, but that's a good, that'll be a good one to attend, attend. And eggs and issues is always a great one to network at. Um, also, the Women's Initiative has their annual golf outing and clinic coming up. This is a great golf outing for people who are casual golf players because they have a, a golf clinic mixed in with it. So, you can get some nice. extra. Um, uh, get some gain oh, some extra pointers. skill some pointers. Get some pointers yes and then they have a, a really great networking social after that um, with some vendors and stuff like that and then we are going to have a food truck rally at the nice. chamber it's going to be on uh, lunchtime on the 19th uh, pretzelfuls food truck is going to be there and then also we're going to have kona ice there as well um, so that's going to be at the chamber center basically right be- right behind the bb and t building mm-hmm. in that parking lot a big open parking lot there so you can't miss it we will see you for lunch that day <laughs> on the 19th all right listen stay with us we've got one more topic of discussion we're talking about a new pregnancy regulation so stay with us we'll have the latest on that just ahead The nation's premier professional MBA program is now only a click away, offered 100% online in class or a combination of both by the University of Kentucky's Gatton College of Business and Economics. The real-time online MBA gives you the accessibility, flexibility, and accountability you need to advance your career and stand out in the workplace. The new online option is also available for Gatton's dedicated professional MBA for leaders in healthcare. Application deadline for fall 2019 is July 1st. It's coming up. Learn more and apply today at gatton.uky.edu slash online MBA. And we're back here on Northern Kentucky Spotlight talking about a new pregnancy regulation. And so Charlie Vance, the CEO of Arago Employer Solutions, is here to tell us more about that. Charlie, thank you for coming in, first of all. Thank you for having me. Um, now, tell us about this. What uh, do both uh, women, their 
partners and employers need to know about this new pregnancy regulation. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, so it's a new law. It was just recently passed in this past 2019 session. Um, and so this law amends the Kentucky Civil Rights Act. And what it um, requires for employers is that they provide reasonable accommodations for their pregnant employees. And um, the law kind of outlines some of those accommodations, like what they what they could be. And there's, there's a list of them. For example, more frequent or longer breaks, um, time off to recover from childbirth, um, appropriate seating, uh, job restructuring, and kind of um, the big ones, light duty and modified mm -hmm. work schedules, um, if that makes sense. So how did this law come about? So a few years ago, some people may remember, there was a case with uh, the city of Florence and, and a couple of police officers, mm -hmm. uh, Lindy Trishler and Samantha Riley. And they were, were pregnant and had asked for a modified work schedule. And uh, that it was denied initially. And uh, so that case just got a lot of attention about this issue and kind of brought it to legislators' attention. So the bill has been proposed for a couple of years in a row. And last year, I think uh, one of the police officers actually testified at a committee hearing about it in, in her experience. Um, so finally, it's been passed and signed by the governor and will be effective June 27th. So if I'm not mistaken, back when this all started, one of the issues with the police department, they said, well, we don't have enough people to put, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to, to have a modified schedule. So how does this affect, say, small businesses versus large businesses versus, you know, or, or is it all pretty much across the board? Okay, good question. So first of all, it only applies to businesses or organizations with 15 or more employees mm -hmm. within a 20-week span in the, in the preceding year. So essentially 15 employees or more. Um, and the first part of your question, remind me. It was initially, if I'm not mistaken, that department was saying, you know, we can't oh, put everybody yeah, on light duty. We can't, you yeah. know, modify the schedules. So with small businesses, there may be other, you know, issues and questions that they may have. Yeah. So good question. So the law is you have to provide the accommodation unless it's an undue hardship on mm -hmm. your business, which kind of falls in line with the current federal ADA rules. Um, and so, but, you know, I would say at the state level, it's vague mm -hmm. as to what, what that really means um, and it probably is yet to be tested. So how is this different from current law? Like how, how much has it changed? So in, under current law, we had uh, the ADA that could protect pregnant women. We also had FMLA. You know, ADA is probably more similar because uh, the Americans with Disabilities Act, it, it requires employers to provide accommodations for disabilities. However, pregnancy was, was not recognized as a disability. But a, an, an illness or a, um, a condition resulting, stemming from pregnancy, like preeclampsia or something mm -hmm. like that, that might be more limiting would be considered a disability to be protected. So if you if you were just just pregnant, no additional complications, um, and there was some reason that you needed uh, a job transition, then ADA wouldn't wouldn't cover that if you needed an accommodation. So this law kind of fills that that narrow, I call it a narrow gap. And so now 
pregnancy without complications can still have the same protections. Yes, under okay. state law. Under state law. So now what happens if uh, an organization, a company is considered non-compliant? Good question. So the Kentucky Human Rights Commission has the authority to enforce this law. There's no prescribed um, penalty, mm-hmm. but you could be you could be sued by an employee or you, a complaint could be brought at to the state agency, mm-hmm. in this case, the Human Rights Commission. Um, and I, on that note, I want to bring up, there's, there's some other requirements for employers. And one of my concerns here is that employers, especially with 15 employees, just mm-hmm. may not know what's what required yeah. of them. So there's a notice requirement. One of the notice requirements is you got to put a poster up. So there's a new poster if you go out to mm-hmm. the... Uh, Kentucky Human Rights Commission website. They have it out now, so you can go ahead and put it up, but it's required to be up on the effective date, June 27th. But additionally, between uh, June 27th and July 27th, you need to send out a notice to all current employees that tells them about their rights under this act. And I called down to the Kentucky Human Rights Commission and I asked them, I was like, is there going to be guidance about this particular notice? And they said, the poster will suffice. But employers with 15 or more employees will have to hand all their employees that poster. So not just put it on the wall, hand it to them. And I would imagine not a lot of them, not every one of them know that that is what they're going to need to be doing. No one. That's, wow. It's coming up. It's a month or two months away. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's why one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast, to try to get the word out Mm -hmm. and, and tell employers, hey, you need to either talk to your attorney or at least go out there and download that. Additionally... Moving forward from June 27th on, you'll have to give that poster or a a notice uh, describing what the rights are under this law to all new hires, new hires. So make that part of your onboarding packet. Mm. So that's required under this law. Yes. So if they use a company like Ergo, they're going to be covered. Well, I wasn't going to say that, Jeremy, but since (laughs) you mentioned It's a great point, Jeremy. Yeah, Yeah, for those folks who don't know, Charlie, explain what Ergo does. So I'm the CEO of Ergo Employer Solutions. We provide outsourced human resources services, payroll, workers' comp, and we have a group health plan and group 401k plan. And this is something that we'll be taking care of for our clients. Awesome. Excellent. And also chamber members. Yes. A big chamber member. Good chamber member. And um, chamber members get a discount. Yes. 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 There's a 10% discount for chamber members. Look at this, the things you learn. (laughs) You know, this is one of many, you know, we were just talking about, you know, the expertise that lawyers have. This is the expertise that uh, Charlie and his company has as well. So much to know about that so many companies probably don't. So It's, It's not just... Setting up the lemonade no, stand out front. No, it's not. Anymore. There's it's not. There's stuff so that, much to it. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you embark on hiring an employee, just even the first one, there's just a lot of things to think about. And when you get over some of those thresholds, like 15, 20, right. even 50, there's there's additional complications. So just a lot of things to think about. Excellent. Well, thank you for explaining them all to us, Charlie. Yeah. We appreciate it. Uh, and so yeah. So uh, we oh, we got one more special, question. Special question yes. for this month. Okay. As a business owner, what keeps you up at night? Yeah, so I thought about this, uh, and for me, I think it's it's an impending recession. It's got to be. I mean, I'm, a lot of prognosticators out there are saying uh, that you know not to worry. There there isn't one coming, and some are saying there is one coming. And I, you know, I was graduating from law school um, when the last one hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I very vividly remember how it affected me then, and 
you know. Me too as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, having that, you know, kind of in the back of my mind, you know, that's always something for me that, you know, is there a recession coming? On that lovely note. <laughs> Where's that sad trombone band? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, he's got it. He just said it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully hopefully the first prognosticators would say it's not coming or right, but we, you know what, it's something to think about. Yeah. I can imagine how that would keep you up at night. Charlie, thank you. Thank we you. appreciate it. And thank you guys for joining us uh, once again. So next week, uh, I'm going to hopefully be on a beach at this point. That's yeah. my goal. Um, so Gene Kirchner is coming in, the senior uh, vice president. And CEO I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> the, listen. Uh, he's got a lot more experience. There's a lot more people. He's a whole lot smarter. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, there's a lot going on there. So Gene's yeah, so. gonna take my place next week. Let's everybody tune into that train wreck. <laughs> yeah. I'm tell We're gonna miss that. you. We're gonna miss you, Kevin. That's very I'm coming back though. Yeah. I hope. I mean, um, that's the goal anyway. Our topics though. Yeah. We've got uh, amend. Um, they're like kind of a consulting group mm -hmm. that. Um, Good one. Um, yeah. So great. Another another chamber member, mm -hmm. um, and then also we're gonna have Susan Lomax from Source Cincinnati come on to talk about marketing our region. Um, give us a little bit Ooh, of a preview a about the next pints that we have coming up that's also on the same topic. And she is also a panelist on. So Excellent. Well, and uh, so we look forward to those discussions. And also we want to thank you one more time uh, for our the title sponsor, CVG, the monthly sponsor, which is the Gatton College of... Uh, I'm going to get this right. Hold yeah, on. sorry. Hold on, hold on. Wrong notes. Hold on. Don't you fret. They're giving us money, so I'm going to say their name right. University of Kentucky's Gatton College of Business and Economics. There you go. Thank you so much. Uh, also, to our studio sponsor, the Talent Magnet Institute Podcast Studio at Impact Cohort, Jeremy Schran, thank you ever so much. Thank you, Catherine. You're so welcome. And to our guests, Katie and Charlie, uh, and of course, uh, fact checker and technology maestro, Ben Gastright, right over there, sad trombone and everything. Yes. <laughs> thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you back here next week.